It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We are making one final pass through the Dolphins 2023 schedule, making our game-by-game predictions as we get ready to kick off this 2023 campaign. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Shout out to our everydayers who do keep it locked in with us on a daily basis because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today on the show, we're working our way through the schedule. One last time, final schedule prediction for this Miami Dolphins team in 2023. Looking forward to doing that with all of you. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. The Detroit Lions gave the Kansas City Chiefs a big fat L last night, which is a nice reminder that. You don't know (laughs) every week in the NFL. You don't know how it's going to play out. Uh, Detroit scores first. Kansas City gets some momentum. Looks like they they score just before half to take a lead into halftime. Looks like they're going to get a double dip in the middle eight. That's one of those phrases that you're going to hear a lot of this season. The middle eight, the last four minutes of the first half, the first four minutes of the second half. A lot of football games are won in that area. Kansas City looks like they're poised. They throw pick six off the hands of Kadarius Toney, who couldn't catch cold. And Detroit ends up holding Kansas City to a few field goals, scores a touchdown late in the game, wins a football game. Nice reminder. You just never know. Now, granted, Kansas City without Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey, that'll hurt just about any football team. But that's kind of the shoes the Dolphins find themselves in with Toronto Armstead's status in question for week one. Jalen Ramsey certainly not going to play. It's a bummer. It's a buzzkill. And it certainly is impacting uh, the way that I'm going to prognosticate and and predict this game uh, for week one. But we have to look at the full schedule. That's the objective here on the show. And one thing that stands out to me, I think it's important to have perspective on the games that you're going to play and understanding it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, putting certain games into proper perspective. I think there's three buckets that you can put every single game that the Dolphins are scheduled to play in the regular season into. I think you have layup games, perceived layup games. I think you have divisional opponents, and then I think you have the rest. And I look at this Dolphins schedule, and if the Dolphins are going to be the football team that we want them to be this season, you have to hit your layups because there's not a lot of them. I look at the Dolphins schedule, I think there are four layup games On this schedule, three of them coming at home against teams that were not good last year. And you don't expect them to be particularly good this year. You have the Carolina Panthers at home. That, to me, is a team that picked ninth, rookie quarterback. 
new coaching staff. It's at home. That, to me, is the first layup game. You have the Las Vegas Raiders, the Dolphins coming out of the bye at home for the Raiders, a West Coast team who is in disarray, was bad last year, picked in the top eight, coming all the way across the country to play you coming off of a bye. That should be a layup game. The Tennessee Titans, uh, you have them at home in primetime on Monday night. That is a roster that has been picked over. It's the best coached team of the layup teams that I would classify, but the talent is just simply not in line. I think by that point in the season, the attrition that is going to hit all teams, I think will hit a very top-heavy roster in Tennessee that does not have a lot of very good offensive linemen uh, for a team that wants to run the football. I think they are a team that attrition will not do them any favors. That, to me, is a home game should be considered a a layup game that you have to hit if you're going to be the team that you want to be this year. And the last team is the week before that, Washington. Now, it's a northern trip road game against the NFC East, but you have extended rest because you are going to play on Black Friday, so you're going to get a few extra days of rest before that road game. Those four games, in my mind, need to be layups. You need to hit them all. And if you're 4-0 in that group, it sets the tone very nicely for what I think are the second bucket of games to be played, which is your divisional games. And the number one rule in football, in the NFL, the first-class ticket to success in playing in the postseason is winning your divisional games. So you get six. I think the threshold for Miami, if you're going to be the team that we want them to be this year, you need to win four divisional games. You get New England twice before uh, November, right? They, They played New England week eight, which is October 29th. You're done with the Patriots by Halloween. You play the road game week two. It's a night game. Don't worry about weather. You play at Buffalo. In week four, one o'clock kick on October 1st. You don't have to worry about snowballs. You get the Jets on Black Friday on November 24th. Be chilly, be brisk. If you can split with two teams and sweep one, that's four wins. That would give you eight if you hit your layups as well. And then you can do the math from there. Eight out of ten. And then you have seven remaining games. That includes the Chargers, week one. That includes the Broncos at home, week three. The Giants at home, week five. The Philadelphia Eagles. The Kansas City Chiefs in a neutral site game. You have the Dallas Cowboys at home. And then you have the Baltimore Ravens. Those are the final seven games. For this team to be the team that we think it can be, you got to check the first two boxes. You know, win your hit your layups and win four games. You got to win four games in the division, a, sp- a sweep of somebody, and you can split at minimum with the other two. And then those seven remaining games, you play sub five hundred football and go three and four. You're an eleven win football team. I think that's the most easily digestible way for me to package that. And and I would say Miami at home against the Giants. I like that opportunity a lot. Miami at home against the Broncos. I like that opportunity a lot. 
So the Dolphins could very easily be living in a world, I'm going to knock on wood, and I don't think it happens, but I'm going to knock real loud so you guys can hear it. If you beat the Chargers, you beat the Patriots, you beat the Broncos, then you beat the Bills, you're halfway to your four wins in the division. You are over halfway to the minimum threshold of games that you need to win out of the remaining seven games going into a stretch of homestand Giants and Panthers. One layup and one other opportunity to win a game that puts you on the pathway to 11 wins because I think 11 wins is the magic number this year. Now, whether or not they make that number, we're going to work our way through it here on the show. When I originally did my schedule prediction, I had the Dolphins at 11 and 6. That's next. First half of the schedule. Final game predictions for me game by game to explore exactly where this Dolphins team is going to fall in the stratosphere of a loaded AFC. That's next year on Locked On Dolphins. Before we go any further, you do not have to choose between your health and hair growth. Did you know that the vast majority of men, 80%, will face thinning hair at some point in their lifetime? It's normal. But it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is a number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to grow your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician formulated natural science backed ingredients. Their drug free, patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health either. Take the first steps to visibly thicker hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off their first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find out why over 40,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men, and enter promo code LOCKEDONNFL. That is Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code LOCKEDON. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So, you get the Chargers week one. You don't have Teron Armstead. Or it seems like you're not going to have Teron Armstead. And Mike McDaniel earlier this week himself already acknowledged he'd be a fool to bet against Teron Armstead, uh, which is is wise. Uh, you never know with Teron. But you're facing Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, week one. You're not going to have Jalen Ramsey. We know that for a fact. I'm a little less leery about the outlook because Kendall Lamb has shown himself throughout the course of meaningful preseason snaps to be a viable player. You are still going to have to scheme your way around Mac and Bosa either way. But when the schedule prediction first dropped, when I did the first schedule prediction, when the schedule first came out, I had this down as an L for the Dolphins. I'm going to keep it in that category. I think ultimately at the end of the day, Miami going out West 
winning this football game without your presumably your best player on defense, potentially your best player on defense, and potentially your best offensive lineman is something that can be done. And if I'm betting with my heart instead of my head, I would sit here and tell you I think the Dolphins win on Sunday. And I see a very clear and visible path for that to happen. But I want to see it. So I'll pick the Chargers to win in week one and the Dolphins fall to 0-1. But here's where the good news comes because the bounce back happens uh, crisp. I think they win their next two at New England and at the or in home against the Denver Broncos. So now of those seven tier three games, you're one and one. And you've beaten the New England Patriots. So you're on schedule in that regard. You go to Buffalo in week four. Obviously, there's uh, been a lot more competitiveness with these two teams the last three times they've played each other in the postseason and the regular season last year. All three games were decided by three points or less. I will defer to the home team. It is a bummer that the Dolphins will play that game without Jalen Ramsey as well. Uh, but Von Miller, it's confirmed based on his roster status, uh, will not play in that game either. So that is a leg up for the Dolphins as far as forecasting that matchup uh, at the end of September, beginning of October. So through four games, I would have the Dolphins with my schedule prediction at two and two. Uh, one and one in the division, one and one in other AFC contests. And you get the two NFC opponents at home, the Giants and the Panthers. I think the Dolphins will win both of those football games. So that's your first of the layups. And it is another of the gr group three, seven a la carte you got to find three wins to get to 11. So that will put the Dolphins at four and two. Then you have this tough stretch to close before the bye. At Philadelphia, Sunday night football. Home against the New England Patriots. Kansas City Chiefs in Germany. Neutral psyche. I definitely think they get New England at home. So I think they do sweep the Patriots this year. So that brings you, that checks another box on the big picture perspective. Now, the Dolphins would have won out of these group three games. They would have won the Broncos and they would have won the Giants already. So you got two. I, again, see very clear pathways for Miami winning both of these contests against last year's Super Bowl contenders. I think the Chiefs, even with Travis Kelsey, and Chris Jones are probably more ripe for the picking without knowing what the injury status of both teams and technically all three teams of the Dolphins is going to look like. But I think if you looked at both games in a vacuum, you'd probably be smart to pick the teams that played in the Super Bowl last year. Uh, that's, again, not to say that the Dolphins cannot achieve victory. I could see them going to Philadelphia, and I can see them uh, testing a young secondary with young safeties and questionable linebackers. I think that's a pathway that's very realistic for Miami. And Sean Desai is the defensive coordinator. And guess whose coaching tree he comes off of? Vic Fangio. So Vic Fangio, and I think his influence could loom large over that game because, of course, Vic consulted the offense last year going into the Super Bowl. And depending on who you ask, it's been alluded to that he worked with the defense as a consultant all year last year. It's a leg up. It's the human element of the game. You look at Kansas City. And uh, Detroit got in their teeth a little bit, running the ball in the second half. And I expect Miami's willingness and want to do that uh, will play favorably for them 
even if Chris Jones is back, because I think the strength of the Dolphins' offensive line right now is the interior. Now, if Teron Armstead comes back, suddenly I feel really good about four out of five spots. We'll see how long it takes Teron to get ready to go. We'll see if Teron plays week one. He might. But that's the pathway, I think. And I, I really feel like the math of you, you saw for Kansas City, if it has to be not Travis Kelsey that's making plays for you, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, maybe they settle in. Maybe Justin Ross settles in. Maybe Justin Watson settles in and becomes the go to guy. Or you have a bunch of guys that you play the math game with and say, you guys are going to have to beat us for 60 minutes because we don't think you can. And that's what the Lions did. And the Lions won the football game. So I think the pathway is there for both. But if I'm going to pick objectively, I'll pick Philadelphia and I'll pick Kansas City, which would mean that the Dolphins would be five and four going into their bye week. As far as the three buckets that we've laid out, uh, you have one layup game that you've played, and we have them winning it in Carolina. You have three divisional games that you played. You played the Patriots twice and the Bills once. I have you 2-1 and or two and one in those games, sweeping the Patriots. So two boxes checked thus far on that progression. And then you have wins out of the group of seven. You've played four out of the group of seven, right? Four, is it five? Four. And you're two and two. You beat the Broncos, you beat the Giants, and it's, it's five. So here's Kyle doing math live on the show. And you lost to the Eagles, Chargers, and Chiefs. Five and four. So if you go from five and four into the bye week, you might be a little anxious. But again, if you keep the perspective of the buckets of the games, everything's on schedule. Not to worry, or perhaps it is to worry, depending on what you think the second half of the year looks like. And that's what we're going to finish with here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. We're going to look through the second half and give you my predictions as the Dolphins go into a week 10 bye, presumably getting Jalen Ramsey back in this ballpark of games, sitting at five and four, but on schedule for everything that we laid out as far as objectives. But before we go any further, Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's more about you against the numbers and less about you battling against thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. You pick more or less on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts each player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. So go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for first deposit match up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL, promo code LockedOnNFL, first deposit match up to $100, Prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So Miami, coming out of the bye, they get layup game number two. 
that you got to hit. And I think they do. It's the Raiders at home. You've got extra week of rest. Las Vegas at this stage. They do have good skill players. What's the quarterback situation going to look like with Jimmy Garoppolo settling in to the offense, the offensive line? I think they can run the ball effectively. But defensively, I, I have a hard time seeing them keeping pace with Miami. So now you're six and three, or six and four. And you've won your second of two layups. Short week, go to New York to play the Jets. Week 12, Black Friday. Winnable game, yes. Game they win, it's always hard to go on the road, especially against a divisional opponent on a short week. So I have the Dolphins losing that contest to New York Jets, which makes them six and five. Okay. And now you're about at your limit. You do not have a lot of margin for error late in the season. But that's the way that this schedule is played out. You kind of knew that late team, or and we we went over this last year. Good teams figure it out early. And they go on runs late in the season. Look at what the 49ers did last year. Look at what the Bills have done the last few years, floating through 10, 12 games at one or two games above 500 and then winning out. And I think the Dolphins are a good team. You get another, you got two of your four layup games back to back. Extra rest at Washington and home on Monday Night Football against the Titans. I think you win them both. I think you hit your four layups. So now you go from six and five to eight and five. And then you have the Jets who come to town and play at Hard Rock Stadium. Cold weather team, New York, coming down south. The Jets will have just come off of uh, playing the Houston Texans. They'll appear to have built some momentum themselves after a very difficult start of the season, respectively, for themselves. I don't think you get swept by New York. Because as much as I respect the talent that the Jets have acquired and is a talented football team, I do not think they are head and shoulders above the Dolphins. And I think the Dolphins will manage to take care of business in the home matchup, which would give you three consecutive wins. And it would have pushed your record. Again, good teams go on runs late in the season. From six and five to nine and five with three to play including two home games. So to recap, you hit your four layups, confirmed. If you split with the Jets, we've already projected a sweep of the Patriots. You got one game left to play. You have three wins in the division. That fourth one looms large because that could be the difference between 11 and 10. And I don't think 10 guarantees you into the playoffs. I think 11 is the magic number. So now you're at nine with three to play. You're home against the Dallas Cowboys. You are at Baltimore, and then you are home against the Bills. I'll tell you right now, I think they win two of the three. So I think they do get 11 wins. I do think they split with the Bills. Uh, I, I love the fact that I can start a season with what the Bills' success has been the last few years and say you, you like the Dolphins' chances to win a football game against Buffalo because that opens the door for you to feel as though you can legitimately compete in this division. So I have the Dolphins splitting with Buffalo, and I think they win one of Dallas or Baltimore. I like your chances better probably against Baltimore, 
just because Baltimore is facing this dramatic scheme change and how they're going to play offensive football this year. You look at the secondary and the pass rush defensively for them. You have some questions anyway. Miami put 42 points on them last year. I don't think they're going to have the coverage bust they did in the fourth quarter last year that would, would lead to that, but they really spaced you. Now, Baltimore's got two really good linebackers, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, but uh, as far as the safeties and the secondary or and the corners and the outside pass rush, I think Miami matches up pretty favorably against Baltimore. So I think Miami wins Baltimore, so then I'll have them lose to Dallas. So they do indeed get the four layups. They do indeed go four and two in the division. And then they go three and four in your non in your, your group of seven elsewhere games. I'll tell you this. I think 12 wins the division. So if you can find a way to get one other win and go four and three, I think you're AFC East champions. As things currently stand, I have the Jets uh, going nine and eight. I have the Dolphins and Bills both at 11 and six and both going four and two in the division. So that would mean the tiebreaker is based off of common opponents. And having done it all on playoffpredictors.com, this comes down to a Bills record of eight and four and a Dolphins record of seven and five against common opponents. So both teams play the Chargers. That's another reason why this game could be important because I do think this is a double-digit win team this year. I've heard people ask the question, you know, how do you how do you run back a 9 and 8 team as the vast majority from last year's team? And I think the argument is probably, well, you are what your record says you are. And at the end of the day, the record, the win-loss column doesn't care about what injuries you had. But you look at the Minnesota game last year. You look at the 49ers game last year. You look at the Bengals game last year. You look at the second Patriots game last year. You look at the Packers game last year. The Dolphins lost all of these games and they see endured injuries to their quarterback. And look, if we go through another season and Tua Tonga Valley durability is still a talking point that's very prominent and impacting the Dolphins in their final season record, we'll have those conversations when we need to have. Them. Uh, but it would not, in my mind, it would not bode well uh, for those conversations if four months from now we're still talking about it. But you look at the 9-8 and eight team last year, and I just picked out five of the eight losses off the top of my head, and you had a chance to take the lead in the fourth quarter in all of them, playing with a hand tied behind your back because you were uh, – Tua was through three interceptions on the final three possessions against the Packers, had a concussion right before halftime. They didn't diagnose it or they didn't catch it, and you lost that football game. You should have won that football game. You should have beat the Patriots the second time. Teddy Bridgewater starting the game. Dolphins are in control of the game, very close to the best game. Guess what? You lose the turnover battle, you lose the football game. Big surprise. One score game. 49ers, you're down six. Final five minutes in plus territory. Turn the ball over on downs, they kick a field goal, you get a strip sack, you lose that football game. The Vikings, you gained, had twice as many yards. Minnesota had 11 first downs on the day. They had 230 yards offense and 55 and came on one touchdown. So the nucleus of a 9-8 and eight team is back. Yes, for sure. I think the depth is better. And I think you look at the way some of those games broke last year, and I don't, I don't think Miami in actuality was, an, was a 9-win team. I think they were an 11- or 12-win team last year that had balls consistently bounce against them. And if you want to play that game, you know, I'd hear you out and you would say, well, you know, the ball bounced their way against Buffalo and the ball bounced their way against Baltimore. That's fair. 
But I think the ball bounced against them more often than it did. So if you're bank banking on law of averages, law of averages, I think, would say that Miami was not, in spite of poor defensive coaching, failing to generate any turnovers at all last year, 13, just a pathetic number. That was not a nine-win team. And you underachieved last year. And you're banking on living up to more of your potential this year. They'll see what they do. I think they do. I think they get 11. I think they get in the playoffs. Um, the way that my schedule predictions would break down, I have the Dolphins as the seven. And they would go to Jacksonville and play the Jaguars, who I have finishing 12 and five. I, the, um, I had the Chiefs going 12 and five coming into the season. They've already dropped the game. So I, I think they go 11 and six. Uh, Bengals I have as the one seed. Uh, Jaguars two seed. Uh, Bills I have as the four seed. Based off of tiebreakers, Miami eleven and six, same record, same divisional record, has to get in on, um, has to go in on as, as a wild card. Again, you get twelve, and magically, let's just say they beat Dallas, right? Let's make it fun, courtesy of PlayoffsPredictors.com. They beat Dallas; they're the three seed with this projection. And then you're facing the Chargers with the Chargers in a wild card round coming across the country to play you in South Florida. In the in the wild card round of the playoffs, so um, I think they get I think they get in. I think they live up to expectations. I think this is another step in the right direction. And you just hope you're playing your best football late in the year. And after the Black Friday game, I have the Dolphins projected to go five and one. I do think they play their best football late in the year. And what that means for the playoffs, we'll find out. And we'll find out this whole season. We'll find out how on the nose or off the mark this record prediction in my final schedule prediction for the Dolphins this season. It does include a loss on Sunday against the Chargers, although I see the pathway very clearly. I don't think there's any team the Dolphins would take the field with that you would not see them having a clear path to victory if they accomplished X, Y, and Z, and it'd be a perfectly attainable game plan. But I have them at 11-6. and six. I have them as a playoff team. I think they're right on the cusp of winning this division. I think all of those things happen this year. And hopefully there's more optimism for the direction of this football team as you press forward and we'll let the chips fall where they may in the postseason. That's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day. I appreciate you guys checking out the show. Fins up. Make it a great rest of your day. I will be back again soon. We'll see. Maybe something this weekend ahead of the game. But at least you know on Sunday night, you'll hear from me after the Dolphins play. The Chargers will react to everything we see on Sunday. Fins up. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.